Oh, good morning. You are listening to Oh, Good Morning, a pop culture podcast. Today, we're talking with Miklo Cuauhtémoc Gonzalez about Marvel Studios' Thor The Dark World. Thor The Dark World stars Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Natalie Portman, Christopher Eccleston, and Anthony Hopkins. It is directed by Alan Taylor. You can find Thor The Dark World on Disney+. This episode is a part of our Marvel series where we will be talking about every movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There will be spoilers for Thor The Dark World, but we will not be spoiling any of the future movies in the series so that you can follow along with us as we explore all the movies in the series one at a time. To follow along with us, you can find the link in our show notes titled Marvel Movie Order. Oh, good morning. Today, we are talking about Thor The Dark World. What were our overall opinions on Thor The Dark World? Okay, it was not that bad. I actually really liked it. I I, I have never seen Thor The Dark World as a preface. Like, my friends were all going to go, and then I didn't end up going, and I watched it for the first time. And all of the smack that Ryan talked about it, I didn't think was valid. I thought it was so much better than the first one. And I actually really, really enjoyed the story. It was a lot darker than most other Marvel movies, but I kind of liked that. And it wasn't boring, and it felt not fresh, but it felt good. It wasn't the best Marvel movie by any means, but it was actually kind of enjoyable to watch. Interesting. So, um, (laughs) my takes on the movie... uh... (laughs) So, yeah, it, it's a, it was a little better than what I thought it originally was, which, you know, kind of took me by surprise because there are parts of it that I enjoyed. Other parts of it I didn't enjoy were character development stuff. Like, Thor's character is just so bland and boring in this movie. And I think the most interesting part of the movie, which I just think it's just he's the most interesting part of the Thor trilogy, is Tom Hiddleston's character, Loki. You, but, sing, you sing it, brother. <laughs> but other than that the movie is just okay i don't like how dark it is and it's like the ending of the movie leaves you like what just happened like what just happened so it's just it's very confusing there's some very obvious plot holes that are like kind of kind of big but other than that, like, I thought fight scene-wise, I thought was a lot more enjoyable than the first Thor. But other than that, it's just, yeah, okay. It's not as bad as The Incredible Hulk, but it's just okay. Yeah, I agree with Ryan on this one. I think this movie was just, like, n- not painfully okay, but it was just, it was, it was okay. I feel like it did a lot of different things, though, than the first Thor movie. I'll give it credit for that. I really liked, like, the look of this movie. Like, before... I mean, I won't spoil Thor Ragnarok, but um, Thor Ragnarok's tone is a lot more comedic and a lot more like uh, 1980s Saturday morning cartoon feel. And that's what it feels like. And this movie does not, um, it does not have that vibe, but I think it's uh, like the right vibe for like a serious Thor movie, if you know what I mean. Like just the look of it and the feel of it. And the CGI looks actually pretty good too. I feel like they really improved on that aspect of it. I mean, they just got done with Avengers and um, Iron Man 3 at this point in the making of the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think a lot of things improved on it. But overall, like the story and Thor's character and the villain mm, were just kind of average. 
Yeah, I will say that uh, like some of the most interesting points, at least for me in this whole movie, was I kind of did like the beginning of the whole war because you kind of get right into it and kind of uh, see all the CGI work that they've done. And it actually looks a lot better than even going back and looking at the first Thor. Like it looks 10 times better. Um, and not only that, but uh, I also think like Thor's um, like moves that he does and like certain punches and stuff with his hammer um, looks a lot cleaner and a lot better. Um, but the thing that I think they didn't capitalize on as much as they did in the first movie is that the first movie seemed they had those bits and pieces of the comedic uh, sense of it. Like, uh, for instance, when Thor was throwing down his coffee cups and saying another and stuff like that. But um, I just don't think that this movie capitalized on how funny Thor actually is because Thor's a funny character. Like, he's not meant to be taken that serious, which is why I think this movie didn't hit as well because it was just a very, very serious movie throughout the whole thing instead of it being, like, you know, parts of it were comedic. But, yeah. I also think this, Mikkel, you might hate me for this, but I feel like with... All the comedy in the film, it was all put on the character of Darcy. And that leaves Darcy for me in a lot of ways. Like, I thought of her as, like, a Jar Jar Binks character, in my opinion. I know, what, I, I know like, I'm going to get hate for it. I really did not like her in this movie. It was really hard to watch her because she was just... She was just really annoying. And maybe she had a few moments that were funny. Like, like the when she had the intern. And she was the intern at the same time. That's, that's I mean, that's kind of funny. But... I, I don't know. Every little bit of comedy was from her, and I was like, somebody else say something funny. <laughs> Gunshot wound right to the heart right there. I'm I kind sorry. of agree with that, and like listening to you guys, I kind of think that in my head, because it wasn't absolute like dog shit, I thought it was good, like the whole movie. Because the way that Ryan talked about it, I was like, oh God, like this is going to be like horrible typical marvel trash and i think all of these criticisms are valid because i was not thinking about this i was just like hey it's actually not utterly intolerable <laughs> me too <laughs> oh i think it's a completely valid and agreeable criticism in regards to darcy though because like literally no one in this movie was funny except for her and so and a lot of the comedy that she did have wasn't like funny like, I kind of only liked seeing her on screen because I was like, oh, ha <laughs> Darcy. Like, like, I wasn't really listening to what she was saying. It was more so, oh, she's on screen, yay. I will say, I really liked, is her name Frida or Frigga? Because the subtitles told me different things. The queen that dies. Is it Frigga? Is it I Frigga or Frida? Because I heard both in the movie. I think it's Frigga. Okay. I loved her, and I thought that fight scene with her gave me strong Molly Weasley energy. And I loved it. And I also loved her relationship with Loki in this movie. Loki all around is like the best part of this movie. But I really liked the more time with Frigga. Frigga. And I thought she was really interesting. And I liked the parallels between her and Jane. That being said, Jane was a much more intolerable this movie. I don't know why. She was just so much more like Princess Peach damsel in distress type energy. And it wasn't doing it for me. It was just like girl, like, you have this thing trapped in you, like, I get it, like, it must be hard, but, like, do something else, like, it was the same thing the entire movie until the end, which is when I was the most interested, but then the end was, like, the, oh, the final mob is coming, we have to destroy them all, and then it's just kind of, like, this wrap-up ending, I will say the final two credit scene leave, like, I liked them, those are some of my favorites that I've seen overall, but it was just kind of, like, 
I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Like, now that I'm actually thinking of, like, criticism for the movie, I'm kind of like, oh, it wasn't actually good. It just wasn't bad. Yeah, I will say that, like, compared to, like, other Marvel movies, this kind of sets towards the lower of my list just because I feel like Marvel movies have such a higher standard compared to other franchises. Like, uh, DC, when it first came out, people expected a lot of them but then they kept on making really bad movies and it's like oh maybe we should lower the bar a little bit but marvel's bar is like up there which is why thor the dark world like just it sits below the bar which is why it's like it's just okay for movie standards is all it is but for like marvel wise it's one of the worst films which is why it's just it's an okay movie but in terms of marvel it is terrible but um what do y'all think of the like the the uh, drama and the uh, like the story in this movie compared to the first one? I liked it better because this one actually felt like the first movie was just kind of like I don't know like I was really bored the entire first movie. Maybe because I've seen it already and it was just kind of a rewatch. But this time I was like kind of invested. The drama didn't make sense all the time. Like Ryan said, there were huge plot holes. Like why does this specific gravitational field teleport Jane to where the ether is? Like why is the ether there? Why is the ether like all like like magically coincidentally in this place that Jane is also at? Like it was kind of things like that that took me out of it, like, when I was applying cognitive thought to the movie. But, like, this is one of those movies where if, like, you don't think or you're, like, inebriated or something, like, it's actually really enjoyable to watch because you're not thinking about it. Because the drama, like, the drama kind of relies on you not thinking, which kind of is bad, but it was more interesting when you weren't thinking about it than the first movie was, if that makes sense. So... Here's where my opinion's gonna differ a little bit. I think the plot is so blatantly ripped off the first movie that they basically just copied and pasted it from the first movie to the second. Like, oh, we're at war with these people. Ah, we hate them. And then the people come back and they're like, ah, we're gonna kill you as guardians. Screw you. That's basically what these first two movies were. And the second movie, I was hoping for something a little bit different, but it, it just felt blatantly ripped off from the first movie with some minor adjustments. So, I, Sorry, yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. No, I mean, you go ahead. I'll finish what I'm saying later. <laughs> no, are you, just you go ahead. I'll say I have a big thing to say. Perfect. Okay. But other than that, like plot-wise, um, the only thing interesting that I found out like about the plot was kind of Loki's reactions to his mom dying to like all this other stuff i i just thought that just loki's character throughout the whole plot made more sense to me than anything else but yeah i think i disagree with both of you on this one that um that uh this movie's plot is better i do think i do think i agree it's copied but i think the first what the first movie had going for it is that it had loki as the main villain and i think this movie really struggles because its main villain is so boring like it could have been anything like it didn't have to be dark elves i don't it could have been like walking turtles or something and it would have been <laughs> as boring i mean it, it could have been something really weird and it's just it's just such a boring like place for a villain and i didn't care i don't even remember their na actual names in the series and the fact that there was like an in uh infinity stone which i think is this the first infinity stone that actually is like mentioned in the series like uh, that we say infinity stone I think it is. Yeah, I mean it is. Technically the Tesseract. Yeah, we have the point. 
they say at the very end in the end credit scene, and we don't. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about in the movie. I was like, wait, are we talking about end credits? Because like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So that's. I thought that was kind of cool, but I feel wish that we got the introduction to like we're actually going to be introducing Infinity Stones in the series from a different movie. But yeah, I feel like. Also, the first movie had going forward is had a director who wasn't always the best at directing the movie, but all, who really cared about the movie. And I feel like, I, looking back at the history of the making of this movie, I can see really what went wrong. Um, are you are you both familiar with what happened? With what with happened in the production of this movie? No. So what happened was Kenneth Branagh, who directed the first movie, they were like, "Do you want to come back?" Because we sort of a lot. You had pretty average reviews for your first movie and you've learned some more so you'll probably do better but they wanted to get this movie out in two years see kenneth Branagh had put four years into the, into the making of the original thor and he'd put like all his like a like a almost like a theatrical show like he's a, he's a theatrical director or and he's also a shakespeare director so he puts a lot of work into like crafting these worlds and doing a lot by himself so when they wanted him to turn around and make this movie literally in two years like filming production writing and all he was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to devote only two years to another project that I'm just not that passionate about after this first movie kind of flopped. And so they hired actually um, Patty Jenkins, who directed the first Wonder Woman movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she her pitch for the movie was that it was going to be a Shakespearean drama. So the same thing with the Shakespearean stuff. But between Thor and um, what is Natalie Portman's character, Jane? throughout the movie and it was going to be like kind of like the star-crossed lovers thing that we see in like Romeo and Juliet with Thor's father disapproving of um his romance with her which I thought that would be really interesting like and Patty Jenkins is a really good director too and she actually had a vision for the movie and then finally I can't think of his name but he's a he's a big director for like Game of Thrones and stuff and they thought oh Game of Thrones magical tone castles castles and and fighting put him in the movie so he was like yeah I'll do it and he's known in the movie industry for just keeping under budget and just being very efficient with his um directing and he's also a pretty good director in the TV world so he came in he did it like in a year and it was done you're kidding. Yeah. We could have so, had a better movie. We could have. It, this movie just feels incredibly rushed. But I also look at like the history of that and I'm like, you know, we probably wouldn't have gotten Thor Ragnarok if we wouldn't have gotten <laughs> these first good two point. movies. I feel like, I don't know. There, you win some and you lose some. Whatever. Yes. It's, they, Marvel learned from this movie and they'll do better next time, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just kind of said for all the earlier movies like all the earlier movies i feel like for marvel were just tests like iron man one very iconic but looking back on it it's not like a fantastic movie in terms of marvel standards which is why like i feel like a lot of these earlier films were tests and for some of these series like thor itself took them a couple movies in order for them to really hit their stride and especially director wise yeah i wish they would have gone with uh patty jenkins because mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been a lot more interesting because Wonder Woman was actually a pretty good film. I love Wonder Woman. It's such a good movie. It is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this movie was just kind of, it could have been better, but it's just average. But you know what's not average? Our sponsor for today's podcast. This episode of Oh Good Morning, a pop culture podcast, is brought to you by Jeff, the delivery guy. Jeff the Delivery Guy is a new album from artist Levi R. Starr and is produced by Coffee Beans Music. 
But first, before the release of the album in late August, a new EP titled Another Day, Another Dollar will be released on August 6th, which will be followed by the album's release on August 27th. Jeff the Delivery Guy will give you all the old school and retro vibes to brighten your day. You've heard of Donkey Kong and the Mario Brothers, but get ready for Jeff the Delivery Guy. He's ready to deliver your sandwich. Jeff the Delivery Guy is available on all streaming platforms on August 27th. For more information, visit coffeeboys.wixsite.com home. Um, so, after, since we've ha just had that wonderful, wonderful um, sponsored segment, um, what do we all think of Jane in this movie? So, I feel like from the first movie, like, I feel like we all kind of agreed that, like, she wasn't as kind of brainlessly written as we all kind of thought she was. And then this movie, she was kind of, in my opinion, underutilized. And it kind of sucks hearing about Patty Jenkins' vision for the character. Because as much as I love Thor Ragnarok, I haven't, I'm not trying to spoil Thor Ragnarok, but it's we all know that she doesn't come back for Thor Ragnarok, right? Like, that's just like a thing everyone knows. I think it kind of hurts me, and I know that Thor Love and Thunder is coming out, but I feel like the character was extremely wasted in this movie, and because of that, there was, like, virtually no material for her, unless we, you know, do the first movie again, which is what the second movie was, and I feel like Natalie Portman kind of didn't really have much to do, so every time we saw her, she was either A, sleeping, or B, looking concerned, or, like, trying to get into Thor's pants again. Like, it's just one of three things in rotation. And that hurts me because I really liked Jane in the first movie. It was nice seeing her with so much agency. And in this movie, she was just kind of like Asgardian princess who sleeps on the ship type energy. And I wasn't here for that. Especially when Thor, the hero of this movie, isn't likable at all. Not, no, no, not that he's not likable, but he's not very interesting to watch because he's so serious and he wants to protect Asgard. And it just sucks that the Thor movie is really revolving around Loki and not the top two, like the two main characters, you know, like it's called Thor, but none of us are watching it for Thor at this point. Like there was like a thing, I think halfway through this movie where I was like, where's Loki? I want to know what's happening with him because it was just so much more interesting. And I feel like his material was just that much better. Do you want to hear something interesting about the Loki thing in this movie, though? Yes. So this movie was in production when they were just probably finishing no, when Avengers released. Oh, wow. In Avengers, in Avengers um, Loki is huge. Everyone loves Loki. Loki is everyone's favorite villain. So they went back they're like, oh, shoot, we need to put more of Loki in this movie. So they got Joss Whedon, who directed the first Avengers movie. He came in and he wrote a whole bunch of Loki scenes, like some little dialogue. Like when you see that Captain America um, cameo, when Loki turns into Captain America in the middle of it, that was literally Joss Whedon coming in in the last second and then rewriting it down. And then they did some reshoots of stuff like that. Was that actually Chris Evans? Yeah, that was Chris Evans, actually. He did there. not get him to do that movie for one second. That is yeah. amazing. And that's part of his contract. That was one of his, I don't is it like a nine-movie deal? I don't know. But that was one of his movies in his, in his contract. They really <laughs> planned this so thoroughly. But then also, Loki was originally supposed to just die, and this is going to be the last Loki moment. So after Avengers, they realized that they wanted Loki to redeem himself, and they wanted him to die. And that was the end of Loki's plotline. Yeah. Tom, Tom Hiddleston saw potential for the character and the audience of Avengers saw potential for the character. Everyone loved him. And Joss Whedon was like, I'll write you some more scenes. And then they kept um, Loki. Yeah. No, but uh, no, that's actually kind of interesting because that, I mean, now I understand why Loki always dies because 
they cut actually mean for him to die, but then they just bring him back. That's actually interesting. But um, I think that was just this movie. They were planning on having him for Avengers. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think uh, going back to uh, Jane, I I do agree with Miklo. I just think Jane is just so poorly used throughout this series that is just kind of useless for her to be there other than be like oh i need a man i i can't do without thor oh i'm so lonely without thor and uh another character i want to uh kind of touch base on is the doctor um on earth he's i don't know what he looks like but the guy who literally runs around naked like what was up with him like why why was that a thing <laughs> I don't I get feel like it. it made sense. The guy who got possessed in the first Avengers. Yes. Okay. I feel like that made sense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In that way, you know. Okay. But I was still like, "What is going on? Why no, is he running around?" Yeah, I feel like that's one of the mo- that's one of the things. Like, if you don't like a lot of these movies, you can watch like individually, like especially a lot of the earlier ones. But I feel like this one was probably one of the first ones. You're just like, why is the guy naked? <laughs> if you didn't watch Avengers, you're just like, what? <laughs> and if you, even if you don't watch it in order, you're probably going to forget that that guy was at least like forget that how that guy was prominent in Avengers. And you're just going to be so confused. <laughs> yeah. But, oh my gosh. Yeah. What, what an interesting character, but yeah. Um, what were our overall opinions of Thor, the Dark World? Miklo, do you want to go first? I will, in fact, Kyle. Thank you. Um, I will say it is not the best Marvel movie. I agree with Ryan. It's probably on the lower end. But I don't think it's the worst. I would actually put it in the top half of the end. I think it was... Meh. It wasn't horrible, and that shouldn't be praised, but I don't think that it should, because it wasn't good, I don't think that it should be um, almost demolished as one of the worst Marvel movies. Because it's not good, but it's not bad. Yeah. Um, after watching this movie, I have now realized that The Incredible Hulk is the worst Marvel movie, and I'm going to stick to it. Um, Preach! But- Preach! <laughs> I will say, if you just go in watching this movie, not really thinking about anything, I will say, it'll be an entertaining movie for the most part. Um, You're going to have a lot of questions as to why, but um, overall, I just think the movie's just okay, but for Marvel standards, it is very, very poor. Um, Just, it's not very well written character-wise, and I feel like there are some very obvious plot holes that... um, should have been discussed and uh i will agree with kyle and go back to this i just think this movie was rushed and uh with a little bit more time and a little better direction uh, i think it actually could have been a pretty good movie and you know i'm just i'm very glad that from here on the movies just go up which is very very exciting yeah this movie really just gets just gets like the short end of the stick because it's it's an average marvel movie and i feel like it was around that time when superhero movies were kind of just oversaturated. We get every, like, everything was coming out. You're getting, like, Man of Steel. You're getting, like, three Marvel movies in a year. And everyone was just like, ah, superhero movies. But I feel like this kind of amplified a lot of the problems that people had with Marvel movies already. Like the, I don't know, some of the boring villains. We get boring villains in, like, almost every single one of the first um, um, 
Marvel movies and sometimes just like plots that kind of feel the same. And this kind of feels the same as a lot of the other plots, but it, the, the structure is there over the actually like good stuff, you know? We just notice the structure more than the actual good stuff in the film, sadly. And Natalie Portman was underutilized in this movie, which really sucked also because she's amazing. She needs, she deserves better. She just, she got two series that she was in that just kind of underutilized her, Star Wars and this. Gosh darn it. No, literally. It's, yeah. But if it weren't for this one, we wouldn't have gotten better Marvel movies. That's what we say when we when we get to a bad Marvel movie. It's okay, Marvel. We, we forgive you for this one. Don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> a, little pat on, a little pat on the shoulder. A little slap on the wrist. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, but, this movie was average, but you know what's not average? What's caffeinating us? What is caffeinating us today? Ryan, what is caffeinating you today? You know what? I uh, I can't believe you used the same intro for both the ad and what's caffeinating us, but hey. Hey, it works! <laughs> I'm all for it, you know? So, oh gosh, the thing that is caffeinating me today... Um, you know, I'm just gonna go off of the top of my head. Um, Black Widow. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, it actually just released this past weekend, so um, I'm it's very so much good. forward to it. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward to it because it is about time that she gets a movie of her own. No, literally. Miklo, what is caffeinating you? Oh, so much. Once again, thank you for asking me. Um, I have to um, embrace the inner 12-year-old girl inside of me and loud Olivia Rodrigo Sour. I have been obsessed with that album for the past however many weeks it's been out. I love Olivia Rodrigo. She's like baby Taylor Swift with her little cursive voice. I love singing her songs. They are so much fun to just scream. I think it's hilarious that Joshua Bassett and his like reputation and career were needed to sacrifice in order for her to succeed, but I love it. I think her album's amazing, and if you don't take my word for it, take literally everybody's word for it because everybody's loving the album. It is, it, I think it's very truthful. I really like her sound, and I think a lot of the criticism she gets is because people like hating on things that are popular, and people like hating on things that are doing well. Kyle, what is caffeinating you today? Oh, what is caffeinating me? Well, uh, Anthony Ramos just released a new album. I think it's, yeah, it's a full album, and it's very, very good. I have enjoyed listening to it over the past couple of weeks since it's been out, and I just really like most anything that, she, that he does, and most every piece of music he releases so he can't do anything wrong <laughs> can't he, he was incredible in in the heights he's an incredible actor he's an incredible musician and so just go check his stuff out it's great stuff anyway thank you for watching this episode of oh good morning a pop culture podcast next week we are going to be talking about iron man 3 with just me and ryan so you don't get a guest i'm very sorry it's just it's just mm -hmm. us. so if yeah just watch it anyway or listen to it or whatever you do remember we're on all the podcasting platforms we are everywhere make sure to make sure to leave us stars on apple podcasts so that, and tell your friends about us so that we can be well known and that we can continue to be liked by some people and disliked by many so we'll see you next week you can listen to Oh Good Morning, a pop culture podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. To watch our show, you can find us on YouTube at Coffee Boys Official. If you're a fan of the podcast, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about us because it's cool when people listen to our podcast. So be cool and tell your friends.
You can find us on Instagram at Coffee Boys Pod, Facebook at Coffee Boys Podcast, Twitter at Coffee Boys OFFI1, or TikTok at Coffee Boys Official. To find out more about Coffee Boys Productions, visit our website, coffeeboys.wixsite.com home. This show is edited and produced by Kyle Gokin.